Welcome back to another episode of the Big Boys Podcast. This week, we discover Redbox still exists and discuss the hows and whys. Do you still use Redbox? Comment and let us know on Big Boys Podspot and find out our thoughts on the matter in this episode of Big Boys. Prepare to be mesmerized and or mortified. Well, what's happening there? Old Souls here had himself in that. You son of a... Ah, yeah, clever. Kind of soft and only like in one ear. I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Look at those boys, ain't they? With Brian Hickey and John the Great. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic, phenomenal episode of the Big Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hickey. With me, as always, is my cohort, my co conspirator in all things podcasting, the man, the myth, always wearing a Star Wars shirt, the Sir. John the Great. John, what is new with you? What is new with your junk? Well, most recently, I'm trying to remember if I wore this shirt on the last episode. Um, I don't know. I've been been, uh, editing so many short-form videos of us, and there are a, a, a good handful of you in a Star Wars shirt. Well, this shirt was on my clothes couch. And so, you know, I just kind of <laughs> grabbed it off the top and. Yes, you know how everyone has that one item of furniture in their house that uh, is just designated for clothes. Exactly. I'm know. glad you didn't need an explanation. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sure. The laundry that you always say you're going to catch up on, that. but you never do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a you have a, a full size couch. Just for clothes. Not quite. It's a, it's a love seat, technically. But, you know, clothes oh, couch rolls off okay. the tongue better. What? A, how modest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At one point in my life, it was a full-size couch, but, you know. Yeah. So, all the clothes are on the couch. So, the couch is unoccupied. Does that leave one to assume that uh, your closet is just a space for lounging? Like, oh, no, my, my closet's kind of filled with stuff. Yeah. No, I can uh, say that firsthand knowledge. Uh, yeah, I forgot yeah. you've been to my place. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Well, we uh, recorded some uh, god-awful uh, comedy rap songs in that, that very closet. This is actually, one of these days, that we're going to look at this place and be like, this is a historic place. <laughs> Just a generic apartment. We're going to have to gym bust somebody else's apartment up the street because it'll be historic, too, because that's where we recorded some other stuff. Yeah. The previous apartment. Street, yeah. Yeah. What was the term you used there? Gin bust? Yeah. I, I think I've, have I explained that on here before? I don't. I this is certainly the first time I believe I've heard it. Oh, OK. I'm surprised. That's a term that I kind of coined because of something I misheard as a kid. So it's from Men in Black. So when he shows up and, you know, there's all those other recruits 
there and they're like testing them. You know, Will mm-hmm. Smith's just one of the bunch. And there's the scene where they have to do the shootout and there's all like the wooden aliens and Will Smith's the only guy that shoots the little girl because she's carrying quantum physics books. And they're asking him to explain. And he was like, there's one of them, the one hanging from the light pole. He was like, I realized he's not, you know, uh, I realized he's just working out. He's like, how would I feel? If someone came up in the gym, bust my ass while I'm on a treadmill. Well, the way he kind of says it fast like that, like it sounded like mm-hmm. as a kid, I heard it come in and Jim bust my ass while I'm on a treadmill. So I just thought Jim bust was a word. And it's something I just kind of used ever since. But now I realize he what he was saying, but, you know, he was speaking, you know, kind of just running it all together, come in the gym and bust my ass while I'm on a treadmill. I didn't realize that till later, but I thought he said, come in I and Jim bust me, you know, like, yeah. Mm. And now, as a 34-year-old man, you I still use gym bust. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, now we'll know what you're talking about in the future when you say that. Yeah. Yeah. And so then there's uh, a all, fun yeah, fact about roller me. eyes. I, I wouldn't exactly say it's new with my junk, but there's something, you know. Yeah. Hey, well, you. as long as yeah, as long as we're we're still uh, keeping in touch with you and your junk and. Uh, all the new adventures, you know, I think it's uh, junk progress. The, uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's what it. this, that's, that's what this podcast is all about is, uh, is, is progress. All the, the junk that we put forth out into the world. And, uh, let me tell you, been, uh, again, some new comments from our short form videos. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, the internet wins again. Um, I believe the uh, latest one. Yeah, the latest one was um, two Arkham Asylum uh, inmates doing a podcast together. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, clever points for yeah. being clever." Yeah, I was like, I, I feel like that's you know, I think they're coming at us, but at the same time, it's like that's that's I'm pretty sure like it wasn't something we thought out particularly, but I think that's I think that's what we're going for. If not, it is now. You know how they say, if it ain't true, it should be. Spoken like a true Arkham Asylum patient. Yeah, exactly. I own it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Although I'm curious where these comments are. All the videos I've been seeing haven't had any, so I'm just glad to have some comments. Yeah, that's mostly YouTube. YouTube oh, okay. Is, I've yeah. been seeing a lot on TikTok and Instagram, and unless it was left by, like, me, <laughs> I haven't seen any. No. You know? Yeah. No, no, no. Maybe it was somebody you knew. I don't know. Yeah. But it was like a, uh, it was. To YouTube. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. But I think it was like an anime character picture and um, just a, a name that uh, doesn't roll off the tongue. So I just assumed, ah, it's just a random person on YouTube. It's just some punk Whoa, whoa, whoa! You know, hey, we don't we don't know the inference of that of that comment if it was meant as a uh, compliment or a, or a put down. You know, officially. That's true. So you know, I, sh- I yeah. you know I don't want to jump to insults, but at the same time, I feel like if he's part of our <laughs> flock, if you will, you know, I feel like mm-hmm. he would embrace that. And... Indeed, indeed, as one in the flock would do. Yes. Uh, shorts. Here we go. Let's let's take a look. Five. Oh, we got 126 views on this one. 247 on that one. It doesn't Couple say which ones have comments, though. 
I'm gonna go with the one with the most views. I feel like it most but likely has the one that I'm talking about is the one where your camera's sideways. Uh hey, this one's got a comment. It just says okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No context, nothing. Just okay. All right. Okay you to you. Uh yeah. Hold on. Okay, back at you, Devin Bo seven C E, whatever. Yeah. He just wanted to let us know that he watched he watched the video. Thanks for the he, watch and the comment. Yeah. He either attempted to digest it and maybe didn't digest it fully and then just wanted to let us know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, man. I, I, I appreciate the watching the comment. Yeah, well, you know, what, what more can you ask for when you put out a short form video? Yeah. So what just a watch and a comment, you know? A simple man. Simple things in life. You know? you know, he doesn't need a lot of words to get his point across, and I can appreciate that. No, and it could be taken oh. several different ways. Very artistic. Here we go. Uh, uh, one out here, uh, an AJ-RM2ZD. Good luck, that's boys. Cool. Oh, actually, that's a different one. Yeah, okay. Right. Well, thank you, AJ. We're going to need it. Appreciate the watch and the comment. And just to let you know, AJ, we did do our best to dissect uh, Half Past Dead. And, um, I mean, we succeeded as anyone else could, I think. I mean, we certainly did our best. And, you know, that's all anyone can really ask for. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, all right. Ah, we got one comment on this one. This is the camera sideways one. Let's check this dude out. That's the one. Yes, from. Hakajin, inmates at Arkham Asylum doing a podcast. Well, uh, Hakajin, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Thanks for the comment. We're going to take that in and choose to believe that's a compliment. So thanks for the watch <laughs> and the comment. Too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's inmates from the asylum would do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's that blind disbelief or childlike belief, I should say, you know. Whether you're trolling us or not, just let this be the bridge to your your uh, self-expression. Hey, whether uh, you're trolling us or not, you're still interacting. So thanks for the interaction. Indeed. Indeed. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay, so that's that's our only comments for now. So this kind of turned so, yeah. into a uh, big boys read comments, an impromptu session. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this is our uh, impromptu episode, if you will. You know, I mean, uh, want to, you know, just... Uh, back into our old our old ways of riffing you know and just uh letting our adhd just take us down whatever road it feels like you know and then we'll uh in the next episode we'll get back to having a somewhat structured then still letting our adhd take us down whatever road it feels like but this one it's it's whatever we have a, we have infinite roads ahead of us john there there are many forks in the road that's absolutely for sure yeah and we texted earlier, and I think, uh, what, what is the the next move we're going to do? What's it called? Uh, I believe Warriors of Virtue. I'm like 95% sure that's right. I'm about to Google it and make sure. Mm. It's a movie I remember a, yeah. watching as a kid. I don't remember much of anything about it other than the villain, who was kind of scary at the time, name was Komodo. And I remember yeah, trying to remember it, and my dad was saying, it's like the Komodo. But Komodo, like like a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's, I was like, oh, okay. You know? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's so good at relating to kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. the commode. <laughs> yeah, like I guess your dad just thinks you're a 90-year-old young man. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're a prepubescent pre-pub, pre-pub, son. Like, yeah, you know what a commode is. Yeah, 97, so, that would, yeah, I would have been like eight. So, you know. uh, so this is like um, around the time that I guess never-ending story was a hit and they were like okay all the studios were just like churn something out like the never-ending you know story there were a ton of those yeah basically throughout the 90s trying to kind of copy that sort of thing of like children's children and maybe young teens like fantasy actiony kind of yeah yeah but is it, it i mean like i i can't remember when never-ending story came out i feel like it was around this time right maybe a year or two before I want to say the never-ending story was actually the 80s. Oh, no kidding? The first one, but then they did, like, two more. Yeah, the never-ending story was 84. Oh, wow. Yeah. Then they did... Internet. Yeah, number two in 1990. You know, that's not, like, totally unheard of, like, as we were talking before, of, like, you know, they'll just make something, and, like, they, for, for God's sakes, they brought back Free Willy and made it a pirate movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, then they did. Now, I remember this one being advertised on TV. Never Ending Story 3 was 94. So, I mean, yeah, mm. you could think of it. We were still coming off the tail end of that. Obviously, that was popular enough to make three of them. Yeah. Absolutely. They were all theatrical releases, I think. Oh, well, most most things were back then. Yeah, they still had straight to video, though. Yeah, but you, it was a very, very obvious distinguish you know between what came out in theaters and what was you know made on a shoddier camera and equipment than what you usually didn't see vhs i guess you still don't technically but you usually didn't see straight to video like advertised like you wouldn't see a major advertising campaign for something like that well no no not like a major advertising campaign but they still made advertisements for it i mean like you know i'll go back and watch uh you know you know, you go to IMDb and you'll find like uh, Ralph Macchio ads for like movies he was in in the '90s that obviously weren't in you know theaters and things of that nature, or like you know stuff that Corey Feldman was in in the '90s or Anthony Michael Hall was in the '90s. Like they made you know ads and trailer spots for like go get this you know VHS cassette, yeah. But obviously it was probably. <laughs> Uh, limited market they were you know i mean it is true i mean there obviously was some advertising because they did what was it aladdin return the return of jafar the second one which was straight to video and i definitely remember knowing about it as a kid yeah but that was disney that's different true but i'm just saying like they they still advertised for it yeah yeah but that was like i mean even though it was like you said a straight to vhs i mean so was the lion king too but all those were like you know those were huge markets for, you know, the audience that they were going to, like us as children. Well, and also Disney was so huge even then, like they could just have their like C string animators work on the straight to DVD one. And so like they're working on that over on the side while they've got the A and B team working on like the good <sighs> Shots stuff. fired at C string animators over here. Hey, I was a D string animator so <laughs> in college. And I say that D string by the fact that I don't know, maybe an F string, the fact that I took some classes on it, but 
nowhere yeah. near, get on the nowhere bench near first good enough to you like search, actually yeah. search for a career in it. Yeah. You got to get on the bench before you can actually start grading which string you're at. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just watching from the stands, whatever. The point yeah, is, yeah. I'm the guy that like, I took a class once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I learned how to dribble a basketball. Yeah. So I didn't realize uh, Never Ending Story 3 was an international co-production between the United States and Germany, according to Wikipedia. Huh. Okay. I did know that uh, it was an early role for Jack Black. He's in it. Dude, I remember nothing about uh, any of the never-ending stories. I've honestly don't think I've ever seen any of them. I just, I don't know. I kind of remember the commercials as a kid. Okay, according to this, it had a limited release in the United States in 1996. Wow, so it didn't release until like two years after. But uh, or like a year and a half, October of '94 in Germany, and then February 2nd of '96 in America. Okay, see that kind of tracks them with, with what my theory was there that this movie came shortly after one of the never-ending story movies. Yeah, because I do remember again. I don't remember which one again. That was like '96, '97. But I definitely remember watching one of them either in school or at uh, you know at my uh, mom's friend who was you know a daycare center runner that i was always over at or whatever you know yeah wow and it did terrible at the box office budget 35 oh, they million. Go to- yeah uh box office six million five hundred <laughs> yelses yeah but it actually went to theaters though i guess so uh, See, that's what's interesting to me though is like did they make their money back though on the cassette tapes because i mean again you got whole bunch of kids that are just you know at that time like my mom was like uh well this wasn't that's it, not actually a disney movie correct never ending, never ending story no no okay i was gonna say because like my mom was like in the at that stage like she was just like collecting all the disney cassettes like a lot of a parents whole, did yeah. that same with my mom yeah it was like having a whole bunch of them like a whole collection yeah, we had a whole table that, like, you know, we could open up that was dedicated to just those. Yeah, dude, what a good time! What, the '90s were good to Jim Henson's Creature Shop, '80s and the '90s. Because oh, like, yeah? never-ending story, other like basically like copycats, like Warriors of Virtue. I'm pretty sure he also did stuff for movies like Legend. What is Legend? I don't know if I know. Um, that one's. A little more, I guess maybe adult. It's another fantasy type uh, movie like that. It's got Tom Cruise though, and Tim Curry, and it's got to do with like this evil Minotaur. I honestly I can't regurgitate the plot well enough. I saw it when I was a kid, 1985. Let me hear him bring Sounds it up, nuts. and we'll read the plot synopsis. A young man must stop the Lord of Darkness from destroying daylight and marrying the woman he loves. Yeah, like. Tim Curry plays this demon minotaur type thing. And uh, something about forcing the woman played by Mia Sarah, who I'm pretty sure was Ferris Bueller's girlfriend, to like mm-hmm. marry him. It was, yeah, it was something. It was, it was basically the quintessential battle for good and evil, but it's like in this fantasy land. So uh, I say an early role for Tom Cruise, but at the same time, like he'd already done Risky Business. That's around the same time he was doing Top Gun. Yeah. 
I mean, mm-hmm. you know, but he was still a young man, though, right? Yeah. Oh, it's Ridley so, I mean, Scott. Huh. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's why I did it. Yeah. But um, especially because didn't um, Tony Scott, his brother, didn't he do? Um, just you just said a Top Gun. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Okay. I think I thought he did. Maybe I'm wrong. But um, yeah, that's pretty wild, man. That uh, that movie you just you just explained there sounds like a delightful fever dream that we might have to. That could be another one to down the road. Especially because yeah. I know it's got kind of like a cult fan base. It's not as obscure as some of the other ones I named, like Warriors of Virtue. Literally the first time I've heard either one of those, though, was uh, pre- just talking to you. I'm pretty sure the only reason I knew Warriors of Virtue is it was kind of one of those random movies like mom rented from the video store when we were kids. Like, here's something for the kids to watch. Like, you know, I, I, I don't remember seeing commercials for it or anything. Yeah, it's just so yeah. crazy to me that it. Yeah, I made. It. I guess there. What is there? Anyone in in Warriors of Virtue that is like uh, a recognizable named actor that we would uh you know know notice or? Uh, the guy that plays the villain. He he's done some big stuff. Let me look it up again. Um, oh, he actually yeah. did Top Gun to go back to the original thing after Legend. So maybe we got it flip flopped. Top Gun was eighty six. That makes more sense. Yeah. That makes more sense because I was going to say if it's around the time that he did Risky Business and all that, he's still kind of playing a teenager. So, Risky Business, I think, was 82. I mean, basically, by this point, he had a career, but I don't think he was cemented as like superstar Tom Cruise, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, like there's a different, you know, a perception, I guess, of like being a, a movie star when you're a young man, like, or a leading man, I guess, you know, and something like Top Gun versus a, you know, I guess he was still, he was still older than his teens, but, you know, being perceived as his teens and risky business and taps and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, just on a quick look of the cast, really the main two names that I recognize from Warriors of Virtue are Angus McFadden, who, I, he's been in a lot of things, but I mostly know him as Robert the Bruce from Braveheart. Mm, okay. He plays you, Komodo. Uh, you... um, no, is Villain. that in Warriors of Virtue? Warriors of Virtue. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Which again, we haven't seen yet. So no, no, that's Listen that's gonna be I on am, an I am, uh, Yeah. I am and just then as ignorant. Yeah. Marley Shelton. I'm sure you would recognize her face if you saw her. Uh, she's been in like Planet Terror, Never Been Kissed. Most recently, she was in the newest screen. And she played the sheriff whose son gets um, killed and then she gets killed outside. Spoilers if anyone hasn't seen it. Yeah. Are you talking about the um, Scream 5? Oh, yeah. I guess it's 5. Yeah. Yeah. The one in 22. Yeah. Not the one that yeah, came yeah. out in 23, yeah. Yeah, because they're pumping them out every year now. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about then, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so there are a couple people that have had decent careers out of here, and I'm sure if you click through all the other actors, they, they're going to have been in some stuff, but I don't recognize any of their names. Okay, maybe, well, that's Maybe something, character you know. actors or whatever, you know. She's a good actress, though. I mean, I, again, yeah. I, I, her name has already just escaped from my brain, but uh, Marley Shelton. Like work. Marley Shelton, yeah. 
I feel like she's ahead. another one of those good character actors that's like mm-hmm. never really a leading lady, but she's like in a bunch of stuff. She always plays like a supporting character, like solid career. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's also in 1923, plays Emma Dutton. So, yeah, I mean, she's in some major stuff. I'm taking your word for it. I'm not, I'm not challenging anything you're presenting towards me. No, no, no. I'm just uh, reading off some more facts. Yeah. You know, this could be our uh, The Big Boys Talk About Movies episode. You know, we have our watch movies and talk oh, about yeah, movies. Yeah, just this one, huh? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we don't already have two seasons of this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and, I remember uh, that as a kid. Uh, I don't remember hardly anything about the movie because when I was watching the trailer for it, when it popped into my head, because there's one of those movies you would occasionally try to think of, and you're like, what was that movie? I finally figured it out. Watched the trailer. I was like, I don't remember anything about this. This looks wacky. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah. So that's you know where I decided like we need it, to watch it yeah. again. Like, yeah. Yeah. When you showed me the trailer, it was like, it's when I would think of like, you know, how somebody it's like if somebody explained them to somebody else like they hadn't seen never ending story in a while yeah and then they they you know for years ago and they tried to explain what never ending story was and it was you know they got it wrong in so many places and it was just ended up being that's what this movie looks like it's like an old memory of what never ending story was kind of yeah and it was just kind of like one of those like Obviously aimed at a younger audience, fantasy. There's going to be some action, but obviously nothing's going to be too violent, you know? Indubitably. And you know what I've been thinking about? What has old uh, Michael Madsen been up to lately? Uh, I don't know. He's another one, too, that I'm willing to bet, and I'm about to look it up here, that if you look, he's been in, like, probably more than, you know, you can think of. You're like, oh, heck, he was in that, you know? Yeah, but he's kind of getting up there, too, so he might uh, not be as active as he used to be. That's true. I mean, once you get to that age, you know, because he's, yeah, he's in, like, his late 60s, mid-60s. Well, I don't know, yeah. maybe late now. 1957 is his birthday. Yeah, he's a couple of years older than my dad. Uh, he's still working, but there's not a lot here whose names looks like probably a lot of, like, independent cinema. Mm-hmm. Thing movies. There's like one that. movie I was thinking about that um, he and Joe Estevez are in together. Not to be confused with Emilio, that's Emilio's uncle and Martin Sheen's brother, um, where he play, uh Joe Estevez plays the president. Um, and uh, I don't know what, uh, I don't even remember what. Um, I didn't know there was a Joe Estevez. Oh, he looks just like Martin Sheen, but yeah, he does. Uh, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, that family is all uh, spread out with all kind of different names, and you know. Well, Estevez is their real last name. Sheen's a stage name. Yeah. Martin Sheen uh, is actually—I uh, don't know—I don't actually his his first name maybe Martin. I doubt it, but um, I think it's something more Hispanic. But he just basically changed his name to sound more white because at the time he you know hispanic people weren't gonna be getting any leading roles. it was yeah it was about uh being able to appeal for more roles yeah exactly although emilio estevez who's has a very hispanic sounding name he's had a heck of a career 
Yeah. But he also looks exactly like Martin Sheen. Yeah. I mean, like, you could have, like, uh, you know, digitally replaced him. Like, you know, did a deep fake of, of Emilio Estevez's face on Martin Sheen in Apocalypse Now would probably look exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm trying to look here to see if he's got one where he played the president. Joe Estevez? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what it was. Uh, I don't remember what it was called. But anyways, this was uh, from a production company that um, it was based at uh, the Austin area. Not Austin specifically, but like kind of uh, on the outskirts and like a ranch. And they, um, I didn't audition for this movie. I auditioned for another movie that I was thinking we might check out. Um, it's called, it's either called uh, Secret at Arrow Lake or Mia's Father was the one that I auditioned for. And it was actually, uh, it was starring um, C. Thomas Howell and Dee Dee Pfeiffer. Ooh. And um, yeah, they're, uh, this production company's movies, which of course it was like around, you know, it was like the late two thousands, and um, of course, obviously the uh, equipment, um, HD, you know, cameras, even though they were still probably a, a good chunk of change, were just um, crud at that time, and like it just looks really bad. Um, it might be uh, a good, it's so, uh, it's so bad, it's a good movie to to check out. I know, I know Mia's father, or Secret of Aerolake is, whichever one that is. Um, and then I cannot think of the, the life of me, um, what this Michael Madsen movie is. With, well, uh, um, the one with Joe like Estes playing the president could yeah. have been called Corruption, played President James Marshall. Maybe. Is, um, is Michael Madsen in it with him? It is. Or he is. Yeah. That's got to be it, man. Yeah, that's yeah. got to be it. Also has Lee Majors. Oh, that's right. Yes, yes, it does. Um, The other thing too is like with these um, these movies that are made at this time, and it happens a lot today too. Is they um, they'll make them and you know they'll promote them as one thing, and then of course when they get to they get around to um, selling it for distribution, the distributor is like, all right, we got to change it to something else. Generally, they want it to like the the title of the movie to be like earlier in the alphabet. So it's, uh, you know, in case you're at a red box or whatever at the time, it's something you're going to see first. Like at the top of the list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say, so when you're browsing the video store, it sounds like, okay, yeah, like that exists anymore. Right. Red box. I I get shocked when I see a red box still. Yeah. Same. Every now and then you see one and it's like, the only people I could see really using that are maybe like, like over the road truck drivers, but even then, I would think this day and age they got to be able to stream even on their phone. Yeah, or, exactly, man. I mean, I don't know. That does use data, but I, maybe they can't always find Wi-Fi. I don't know. But actually, I got I got to challenge your idea of that truck drivers are are renting from Redbox, and then you know because they charge by the day, and like there's got to be so few and far Redboxes in between that they're just like traveling state to state. Like, fuck, where's another red box going to charge every day? And then they'd be like, oh, well, the only red box I know of is three states back. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There yeah. ain't another red there... box from here to the coast. <laughs> you know? There is, 
I mean, I, I got to assume there's more than one, but I have definitely come across one that was outside of a gas station in L.A. I was like, what, what is this? Yeah. It's so wild just how fast things change. I feel like it wasn't that long ago. I was going to go to the video store and rent stuff. Like, at least, like, around the time we were graduating, it was they were still around. And then within a oh, few, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. And I still remember there being a blockbuster around yeah. a couple years after, you know, like. Really, I don't. I mean, by the time I graduated, I think they were pretty much. No, you're right. They weren't because they actually. I remember doing a free trial to um, uh, whatever Blockbuster's uh, equivalent of Netflix was at the time. They tried to do. I don't think. Yeah. They had, I don't think they ever had stream streaming. I think they had a home delivery service, which I was, streaming wasn't really yeah. around. They didn't. They honestly didn't survive long enough to see streaming at the time. Netflix was still just doing DVDs through the mail. Hold up, Sonny. We ain't that old. Are you talking about high school or, or college? Like I was talking about graduating yeah. high school. Yeah. Yeah, you were right. Okay, I was thinking college. But uh, Yeah, oh no, by the time that happened, like, because I'm thinking there was a blockbuster in Azel there. And I know it was around at least a couple years after we graduated high school, but probably not much longer than that. So by like maybe like 09, give or take, it was gone. Like, yeah. Yeah. So here we go. I can actually look at Redbox locations. Here's just for fun. I'm just going to type in around here. There's a surprising amount. I mean, it's not like one on every block, but there's several here. What? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven in maybe like a ten-mile radius, give or take. I was going to say in the whole state of Texas. Yeah, in the whole state <laughs> of Texas. <laughs> That's uh yeah I don't yeah it's it's nuts to me I guess just people you know I mean I hate to be ageist but I gotta assume that's for your uh, your senior citizens up there who just you know would rather you know I imagine that's some machine. of it I imagine there's also a, a small number of people out there young and old that maybe they don't want to pay for a streaming service and they're like okay I'd rather rent one thing I can watch it and return it you know. I suppose, but like the argument for that though is like you're not you're not saving money by doing that, and you have to add in gas and time, and you're still having to go up to the place and you know get taxed for each item that you purchase. Well, here's someone on Reddit asking the same question. Let's see uh, what the consensus is. Maybe they thought of something mm. we haven't. Yeah, well, Reddit is uh, you know always thinking of things. Yeah, uh, and uh, what am I trying to say here? Um, the most positive manner. What I'm saying is, I think you're about to click on a shit posting of people <laughs> finding all the red boxes in, on Reddit. Am I right? Well, not really, but this is a good one. Here's one guy who said it. Like uh, this guy's asking, okay, the too long didn't read. How is Redbox still even in business when their boxes are not getting new titles anymore? Even if they do, it's just a DVD. So this guy says, Super Mario Brothers was $15 on Amazon Prime, $2 at Redbox. My kids were overjoyed to watch it three times in 24 hours. Okay, so they actually are getting new titles then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then this guy says, too... It's a relatively inexpensive service to run. People buying rentals from where I see a red box usually don't care about uh, Blu-ray disc quality. Shove a unit in a strip mall and wait. 
Fair enough. And here's something else to think about, too, is we both live in fairly major metro areas right now. But another thing, 40, this guy's saying 40% plus of homes have inadequate or no internet. I find the no internet hard to believe because you could at least get dial up. But depending on where you are, more rural. I mean, even I where we're that, from, dude. like they, they've had internet, but like the, the options are just not the same as they are in bigger cities, you know, like. They're just now, mm -hmm. like where my parents are, getting options like Spectrum. Other than that, it was smaller companies. When I would be out there, yeah, they could watch Netflix, but the, it was no. They, their internet went out a lot. They, uh, mm. I don't want to say it went out all the time, but I mean, if you were paying for Spectrum in a major metro area and it went out that much, you'd be pissed. And uh, it was it was noticeably slower than like what I get over here. So, I mean, I can believe it. You got to think, like, I know I didn't I get anything better than dial-up until, like, around still. the time we were graduating high school. Like, you know? Yeah. Why, well, when we wish kids, you but had But that to. does bring up the question, though, too. Like, why are there Redbox locations around here? I could understand Redbox basically, like, just being in rural locations then, but. I think it's a senior citizen clause, man. I think it's uh, you know, a bunch of senior citizens that are like, you know, when my day I had to walk through 12 feet of snow and get the video, and that's the way it was, and that's the way we liked it. True. Here's one guy commenting on that same thing going, yep, where I live, I can only get satellite internet, and I can't stream with it. I have to get DVDs or download movies at my family's house when I visit. So, I mean, That's I'm crazy to me, I mean, because my parents live out in the sticks. You know this. Yeah. And they actually have, like... Yeah, that's I haven't. Of course, I don't live there, but from when I have gone there to visit them, I haven't encountered issues with uh, you know their internet constantly going out when you're trying to watch something, or they certainly haven't uh, you know complained about it if it's been going on. So I don't know. I guess uh, hmm, I guess it is a thing. Maybe they just got lucky. I don't know. Just seems like when you, when you said that at first, I was like, what? Like, are these people like, you know, saying this in like a third world country? I don't know. But man, think about lots of like parts in the east, like uh, the Appalachian territories. Like there are some pretty backwoods. I remember even now, granted, it's been some time now, but around 2009, dad was up there in like parts of West Virginia. They were hauling rigs, oil field stuff up there. And he was saying some of the parts you drive through was like it hadn't progressed past 1930. The power line is like still low and like. You can see where they just like improvised running a power cable through the trees to get to this shack over here. You go to this gas pump and it's still the old like wind up and like the tank fills with gas and then you pour it out kind of thing. Like you were saying some of these places, it's like they just haven't developed. That's wild, man. I mean, and uh, I was I was talking with Hannah about that. She's from West Virginia and she was like, yeah, man, there's some places you get to that are like she's like, that's. Very accurate. She's like, she was talking about getting into a fender bender once when she was a teenager and like being scared because then all these like, like redneck boys, like basically hillbillies, like half of them were shirtless, just kind of came out of the woods. Like, is everybody okay? And she's like, where did all these people come from? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I again, know. I don't want to, you know, make it sound like I'm looking down on these areas or anything. I just don't, you know, but I'm just saying there are some like areas. I think a lot of people would be surprised as to like how different, like some of these areas are. 
And I'm sure they're not just as simple as like, well, do I want to get Fios or Spectrum? Like, you know. Yeah, but again, like I have family that's kind of in that area in Ohio, like on the border of Kentucky. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I really, I mean, okay, there are some some things that are, but like that was more out of uh, out of choice, from my understanding. Like that, or you know, rather than uh, like they didn't have the options, or it was uh, more of a uh, way to save money to uh, just kind of you know do something yourself rather than you know pay for a service yeah um but i think the options are still there like these yeah my cousins still have good internet and stuff like that um what delighted me the most about hearing that story is uh realizing that um hannah is technically a mountain mama yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think she's i mean she's obviously not hillbilly but or she also like has no interest in going back. She wanted to leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, well way to way to put a nice button on that story of of doing your best not to shit on West Virginia and then be like, oh, she's never going back. Well, that's just her opinion, you know. I mean, yeah, that's fair. You know, yeah, I, uh, I I wouldn't be against it. I follow a guy on uh, TikTok and 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 some stuff that. He was from Pennsylvania and was talking about where he was was very expensive and he kind of sold everything and he bought like 102 acres in West Virginia pretty cheap and he's like homesteading. Now it helps that he's he made his living as a like a handyman and like construction worker so he knows how to do a lot of stuff. But yeah, but yeah, he just seems like he's got great internet if he's on TikTok telling you all this. Surprisingly, but but he he was narrowly able to get it. He basically had to buy. I think he's managed to upgrade to something now, but for a long time because people asked about that, and he would say he he, he kind of modified an RV to be semi permanent, and he's been living in that, and he's been slowly working on know. getting more permanent structures. But uh, the way that you're describing like the Appalachians is like it's just a bunch of hillbillies like just coming out with the shotguns like we don't take kindly to good internet around y'all. Like, well, no, I'm just describing this guy's situation, and he had it. It was almost I think maybe like cellular or something, but he had it. He had to like buy the equipment, install it himself on on his RV, and thankfully he was able to get line of sight to a tower that was a long way away through the trees, and that's how he was able to get internet. I'm just making the point that though the internet is everywhere now, it's not as, I mean, it's widely available, but it's not as widely available as I think a lot of people like to think like. Yeah. Well, I'll second your, your point there. And that, um, it's also just, uh, depending on what's uh, surrounding your location as I am in Los Angeles here. And, uh, as we have noted in the past couple episodes that, uh, my internet is broken that, you know, cut out a couple of times yeah um that's mainly because i guarantee that i'm sharing this with another building and it's probably like nine people you know using it um but also like my cell phone does not get great reception in in my room and it's like come on fucking los angeles man there ought to be a you know a tower above my head that i (laughs) you know what i mean it's just i think it's because i'm surrounded by Literally, like just a building every four feet from the building I'm in, 
See, and that's another thing too. A guy is saying here, but this guy was saying uh, he's he's referring to another commenter saying, but you kind of disrespect how many poor people there are, especially in Middle America. They probably operate on a shoestring budget, so a lot of people are 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 guessing that it's a lot of low income still using Netflix. Don't know. True. Okay. Not Netflix using Redbox. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, let's let's make that clear. We're not shitting on on anyone who's on a budget. I'm just surprised to see that it's still a thing. No, I completely and agree a, with you. Yeah. Uh, as but a I'm just, poor person. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's where I'm. I'm surprised because, uh, homie, you know me. Yeah. I work on a budget, um, but I'm not using Redbox mainly because I'm just too damn lazy to, you know, put in a disc when I could just click on a, you know, a link. Am I inter- actually now that I am thinking about it? Like, I, there's oftentimes here when I am trying to watch something and the internet craps out on me. So maybe I should get invested in the Redbox. True. I, I will say sometimes it. The convenience is nice. Like if I'm wanting to watch a movie and it's just on a streaming platform, even if I own a copy, I'll pick that. It's just easier to go to that. And But there are times it is nice to own a disc. I know there's times I've wanted to watch something and, and it blows my mind this day and age, how many different streaming services there are. And sometimes I still can't find a movie on any of them. I, I mean, not, not included. Maybe I got to pay an extra rental price, but Oh, one you're specifically looking for? Yeah, like if I'm looking for a specific right. movie and be like, all right, okay, it's not on Netflix. It's not on Hulu. It's not on HBO Max or whatever they are this week. It's it's not on Prime. Or, okay, it's on Prime, but i got to pay $4 to rent it. And then it's like, oh, my goodness, it's not on Paramount. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you know what? I just I own the hard copy of this. I'm just going to do that. And. Oh, I was just going to see how many different streaming services are going to go down. Like, it's not on Tubi. It's not on Canopy. It's not on... Uh, see, it, 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 there's a good chance it could be on Tubi, but the problem there is Tubi's got commercials. At that point, it's like, well, if I own the DVD, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to watch that, and I don't have to deal with the commercials. Of course. I just I was just <laughs> laughing at the idea that you're just yeah, going to just name it on 20 yeah. minutes. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> name it for It's not on Discovery+. Yeah. Plus. It's not on <laughs> <laughs> It's not on the sci-fi. It's channel. not on Peacock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so plus, I think people now, I I don't know, Redbox maybe saved just in time. I think people are realizing it's nice to own something, like actually own it. Because I think we talked about this a while back about uh, there was some certain discovery content people had purchased, right. like they had yeah, bought yeah. in the PlayStation Store, and whatever the deal was changed, and that was just removed from their library without their consent. And it's like, right. so even, Which even when you buy it, crap. you don't own the digital copy. Which is nuts. Yeah. It's, it's insane. So I don't know. I'm starting to think we're going to start seeing at least to some degree, the return of hard copy depends on how far they push that kind of stuff. But if that starts becoming a more regular thing, people are definitely going to start. One of two things will happen. Hard copy will come back, or you're going to see like pirating and torrenting take a major like comeback. All right. Well, you convinced me. I guess this is that's what this podcast has turned into. We're we're shilling Redbox now, listeners. Yeah. You know, invest in the stock while you can. It's going to be the next GameStop. Well, I'm also seeing Redbox. Speaking of which, is uh, coming up with their own streaming app. So. I kind of assumed that they had at some point. 
I just didn't assume it wasn't popular. They were kind of like a, a voodoo or whatever. Yeah, I don't know if that's even still around. I assumed it was just because it's a Walmart thing. Isn't it owned by Walmart? Voodoo? It was at one point. I want to say they sold it off like someone else owns it now. Because, hmm. yeah, I remember there was a certain point where you could bring like your home movies or whatever and have them converted to a digital copy on on your personal library on Voodoo or whatever. So you're telling me that Walmart doesn't own Voodoo anymore? They just practice it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, in 2020, they sold it off. Now, uh, Fandango Media owns them. Okay. It's another streaming service you forgot to to list there. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize Fandango had their own. I just buy tickets from them. Which, if we go up the ladder here, is majority owned by NBC Universal and then minority owned by Warner Bros. What? I didn't know that. So I don't even know what Voodoo does anymore. It used to be like a thing where you could kind of have your own digital movie library, and I think you could rent stuff on there. Well, now I think it's just um, if you have some chicken bones and, uh, you know, uh, like a doll that you could stick pins into. Yeah. Uh, You're just really hanging on to this Voodoo pun, huh? I am. am. Yeah, it's just going to run with it. They chose it. I'm using it. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can't use a like a a name like that for a streaming service, and then you know, not be just hit all the time with those types of puns, like uh, a canopy. You know, that's um, hoo hoo. They got to be coming out coming with puns out the wazoo for that one, huh? Hey, you'll you'll appreciate this, especially being out there in the West Coast. This guy says, <clears throat> talking about Redbox. I've rediscovered them, and it's not bad. Another reason to go to Ralph's. I am going to have to disagree with that guy. Um, I need zero reasons to ever go to Ralph's or any grocery store. (laughs) Sir, madam, whoever wrote that post, you need some hobbies. Maybe maybe that is just going to Ralph's. I mean, um, but uh, I never really walked into any uh grocery store especially uh one in los angeles and thought like oh man this is a good time yeah yeah i had to sit in my car going inch to inch just waiting 15 minutes to get one parking spot while people are honking their horns all around me trying to dive into the same one as me and then of course you walk into the grocery store it's overcrowded there's hardly anything there but god damn is it fun just another reason to go to ralph's Hey, I mean, you know, I don't know. What I'm seeing is this guy's glass half full and your glass half empty. It's all I'm, you know. Maybe some glass completely emptied, shattered against the wall. (laughs) What is this person talking about? And then there's also this guy saying there are a lot of titles on DVD, Blu-ray not available on streaming. Maybe that's why you go to a red box. Maybe, maybe. But a Ralph's. You know, yeah, well, let's, uh, you know, let's make it the next GameStop, man. So, so again, I'm not claiming to have all the answers here. I agree with you. I sometimes wonder that same thing. I don't know what's keeping them in business, but obviously something is. Maybe they weren't as big as they were, like, 
you know, uh, 15 years ago, but. Jesus. Yeah. I guess they had been around 15 years. Yeah. That would have been like, Oh nine. Dude, but think about that though. That's why I say like it's been a long time, but at the same time, has it fifteen years? That's that's quite a bit of time, but it's not like it's not like fifty yeah. years. And then we're talking about For, yeah. pretty major differences in just technology, the way of life, everything. Fifteen years ago, yeah, smartphones were around, but they were not ubiquitous. I didn't have one. A lot of people I know didn't have a smartphone in two thousand and nine. No, I don't think I got one until until we lived together, and that was like what 2012, I guess. Yeah, I think I got my first one in like maybe maybe like 2011. I want to say it was like around Christmas of 10, so basically 2011. And it's not like yeah, it was also like the irony I think at that time too. It was like I was like fighting the idea of like oh then I'll just be on my phone all the time. And then now of course like well yeah of course yeah. And it's so funny how that changes everything now, too. Now, like, without your phone, you, you like, feel naked, like, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly, man. And I think it's helped a lot of things for both the good and the bad. The problem now, too, is it's, like, I don't think it's necessarily been good for everyone's development to just be able to always, like, have Google in your pocket. Like, to, to like, be trying to think of something and then be like, oh, I'll just Google it. And whereas before, you had to either remember or just, uh, I don't know. I'll take it one further. Like I noticed this about, and I'm trying to uh, just get in the habit of just like, you know, I make the post, put it away, but it's so damn enticing watching like the clicks go up and up, you know, it's almost, it's like gambling with no reward. You know what I mean? Like, Oh damn. Like it's only been 30 minutes. It's already got 200, you know, views. Like, see, I'm I'm just going to keep checking it every 10 minutes or so. See how much it goes up. And then like it hits a dead stop. I'm like, is that it? It can't be it. Yeah. Well, and they're basically what's allowed social media to take like a stranglehold on everyone. Cause, cause think back in the day, I say the day, even like, you know, high school, maybe our first couple of years out of high school. Like, yeah, we had things. MySpace was popular. Facebook was really starting to become, everybody was kind of switching to Facebook. Um, Instagram, I don't think was around yet or was brand new. Now, I would say Instagram came about more as smartphones got more common because it originally started just like sharing pictures. But it used to be you would hop on there, maybe talk with your friends, make a post, whatever. And then when you left your computer, you left it like and, and it would almost kind of get to be some of your nightly routine. Like, oh, I got to get home and check my MySpace or whatever. You know, yeah. it was almost like email. You remember that? We used to send each other's messages on there where the where the Tusha bitch came from. I sure do. Yeah. Yeah. And it'd be like, Oh, I sent you a message. It's like, I'm gonna get home and check it, you know? And then now it's like, I remember when I first got a smartphone, getting the Facebook app on there, my friend being like, Oh yeah, you, you don't have to wait till you get home anymore. It's like, you can do that anytime now. And it was like, Oh man, this is great. And that's exactly what happened. Now people are just constantly yeah. scrolling their social medias, you know, YouTube, which, could be considered a social media, but yeah, I mean, all kind of stuff. Yeah, it is. It's just a very poor social media, you know. I mean, like it's um, well, I guess commenting, but like it's not uh, it's not peer to peer. You know what I mean? It's it's uh, most people commenting are are not looking for you to have a conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And connect with other people. Although I guess it is more uh, a social media as far as like 
content creators connecting with an audience. For sure, which is what I'm what we're trying to do here, you know? Yeah. This is this is us connecting. Yeah, you hear that? This is our version of us connecting. Yeah. This is us, you know, um what is the uh is that a three's company um jingle where it's like come on knock on our door? Yeah. Yeah. Our version is like for the trolls, just like come on under our bridge. We got some stupid short form clips you could you can just fucking make a tirade out of. Yeah. Go nuts. You could say that or compare us to Arkham Asylum inmates. Hey man. So whatever whatever gets words at DC, you know. That's what I'm saying, you know, it depends on do you uh truly believe that um all publicity is good publicity? No, I don't. You you keep saying it's a lot. Um but because um, there's a lot to think about, you know, it's deep. I think all I think all publicity is is publicity. I don't think it's uh, all good. You know, um, there's certainly uh, levels of publicity out there that will uh, just uh, ruin you, um, uh, you know, uh, career wise and uh, personal relationship wise. And, uh, you know, I don't think um, I don't think Anthony Weiner um, is uh, thinking, man, all publicity is good publicity. Thank God all those images of my dick are out there for everyone to find and I'll never be able to run for office ever again. You say that, but I feel like people are also kind of quick to forget. Now, granted, this is different because they were attractive women. But what about things like the Paris Hilton tape? You know, I mean, I'll, well, hold on. But before we move on to Paris Hilton, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to double down on this. You're never going to forget that there's dick pics from a man named Anthony Weiner. Oh, I get that. Yeah, the irony is too good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just, yeah, it's, that's just like you almost couldn't time. write that, you know, like yeah, yeah. or if you did that write that in the history books, yeah, because that it's real. Because if you wrote that and like a script, people would be like, "All right, that's a little too on the nose," yeah, like, yeah. you know. Okay, like, right. yeah, yeah, level one comedy student over here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Here, and then a guy like, no, named no, no, Wiener living dick pics. Yeah, and then he gets to the bottom of your script, and it's like a true story. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um I don't think that's you know whereas um Paris Hilton, uh it's not like um even though she is a pun in her in her sex tape, I don't think she was actually getting plowed in Paris and she doesn't live in Paris. Well, no, obviously that was a play on her name, but I'm just saying like Kim Kardashian did the same thing, turned it into like a big like basically promotional for herself. How much more? I mean, it's you know not a a classy thing to do by any means, but how much more you know respect would you have for Anthony Weiner if you like hashtagged his his uh, tick pics is like these are these are Weiner pics. Yeah, exactly. You know, I honestly I think that's what you'd have to do in something like that. You'd have to own it. Kind of like yeah, uh, like how Tom lean Hanks uh, says yeah. thanks by saying Hanks with an X. Yeah, you know, so uh, that's what Anthony Weiner does with his dick pics. Yeah, like does a signature. There's like a dick in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you betcha. Yeah, yeah, I'm that Weiner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
what what is that guy doing now? Because like, there's no way in hell he's still in politics, right? I don't know. It just shows you how crazy things are too. Because like, I kind of even forgotten all about that. Like, things just move so fast now. No, I, that's that's always going to be cemented in my brain. Again, I think that's going to have to be in, in some textbook somewhere. Ripley's believe it or not, if it, even if that has to be that. Um, what's Wainer up to? What's Wainer up to? Oh, he also got uh, sent to a federal prison, huh? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it says he was required to permanently register as a sex offender, and Wayner began serving his federal prison sentence the same year and was released in 2019. All right, well, this shows how ignorant I am to anything that is not pun-related. I guess I had no idea what his sex crimes were or any of that. I thought he was just sending that, like, dick pics to a uh, constituent or something. Um, but holy shit, so he, uh, he committed some sex crimes, huh? But I want to say it was something to do with that. It was like... They were probably uh, not requested. You know, he was just taking it upon himself to be like, hey, you know why my last name's Wiener? You know? (laughs) For sure. But I don't think you, again, not a cool thing to do by any means. Oh, of course not. Terrible thing to do to send unsolicited dick pics to what? That's what I was looking for, unsolicited. But um, I also don't think. You can get prison time for sending a dick pic. He had to do something way more gross than that. Well, I'm surprised a politician would. Usually they weasel out of anything. But I want to say you can. It, 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 well, maybe you can. I thought it might count as indecent exposure. Mm, I don't, you don't, again, even if that was the case, that's not prison time. That's go, you may be sent to jail for a day or whatever and, and get a ticket. That is not going to prison level crime. So it had to be something way more. Oh, here we go. Apparently there were allegations that uh, he engaged in sexting with a 15 year old girl. So yeah, it was, it was, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. And without reading this whole thing, uh, boring everyone, but it just says, under a plea agreement, he uh, intended to plead guilty to a single charge of transferring obscene material to a minor. It says, under the agreement, he faced a sentence of 21 to 27 months in federal prison and would be required to register as a sex offender. Oh. Talk about a wiener. Yeah. What a real wiener. Of course, the sad thing is, and this is kind of goes back to what I was originally saying, is it probably won't even ruin his political career. I mean, it's going to slow it down for sure. But in another, what are you talking about? He's he's done. He's he's in he's in prison. He's got a felony. There's no way in hell he's going to have a fucking political career, dude. Do you realize how many members of Congress have criminal records, felonies, all that stuff? I would not be surprised if it, it won't be immediate, but if in a few years, as something, even even if he's not the face of like you know like running for. Your state representative, but he'll he'll work his way back into something. Mark my words. I'm going to challenge you on that. How many how many members of Congress have felonies? No, uh, I don't think that's. Let's see. It's more than I think you. If it's anything more than zero, I'd be uh, really surprised. 
I think you put too much faith in members of Congress. No, I just don't pay attention to them at all. That's how much faith I have. Yeah. Is that uh, I, I just don't uh, want to think about them usually in any uh, frame of reference. I'm trying to find a clear answer. It's one of those Quora things. And then the second you scroll down to read, it's like <clears throat> answering another question. Like, that's kind of adorable that Quora has like a page for felony charges. It's like the one type of, you know, ask and answer side. I wouldn't expect me like, I don't, what's, what, what's a sentence for doing this type of hard, you know, hard crime? Well, this is, depends on what you want to define here, because it, it, whether or not they were convicted, I can't seem to quite find. But it does say more than well, two dozen Congress members have been indicted since 1980, which an indictment is not the okay. same as a conviction. Exactly. But, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's a huge difference. Yeah. Um, but, uh with that, I'd say um, it's been uh, it's been a solid good hour of uh, of just uh, chatting up, bullshitting. We uh, we finally made our way to a to a bunch of dick jokes, so I think we uh, we did a good job. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Hope everyone enjoys this, and remember to go and check out and comment on our videos on any platform, and maybe we'll mention your name on the next episode. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're putting videos on a lot of platforms, so I don't feel be able to get to them all, but we certainly will try. Yeah. And Johnny, you remember to watch, what is the movie again? Warriors of Virtue. Warriors of Virtue. And uh, uh, get in touch with an ad sponsor for us, so I have something to read for uh, the next episode, too. Yeah, okay. Got it? Yeah, it took you a second to break through the wall there. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's it for us, guys. All right. Take All care, right. Bro. episode dear listener yes we we kicked it old school we just uh, we chatted it up a variety of topics mostly considering red bucks which uh which john has asked that that you write in and uh and inform us your uh your use of red bucks uh and what he plans to, to do with that, that information until we uh, acquire such knowledge. Um, I don't know, it's the first I'm hearing of it as well. Um, I don't suspect anything nefarious, per se. But, you know, the man has uh, been blinded by ambition before. Uh, I'm, you know, uh, I'm not disavowing uh, any, any, any any request the man has made uh, on both our behalves. I'm just saying, be careful. You know, be careful with the guy. Uh, it's 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 like the, 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 that old uh, childhood adage, if you give a moose a muffin, you know, 
He'll, uh... Before you know it, he'll, um... We'll have people writing in for like, uh, like we got a, like we got ourselves a whole fancy, you know, social media team here, ready to answer polls and, and you know, respond to, to silly little bits like, oh, who still uses Redbox? Who doesn't? Instead of just me, who would, you know, see somebody say, hey, I still use Redbox, and then I'll just, you know. Acquire that information at face value. Okay, so and so still uses Redbox. That's great. Well, I'm a 35 year old grown man trying to live my life. And unless I'm talking about it on a comedy podcast, I don't. I don't think about Redbox. I don't. I don't look into their. Into their finances, I don't look into to anything other than you know what I think is going to be worthy of a conversational topic, or uh, uh, you know, less than a fancy term, uh, you know, just a bullshit podcast. Um, so yeah, uh, I guess what I'm saying is, do by all means. Write in all you want. Uh, that information will, uh, you know, just uh, be hit, hit face value by this face. That will do nothing with it. So, you know, this this is the uh, the glass ceiling to to f- answer fan mail is. Uh, just just me being um, too damn exhausted to, uh, to look any further into Redbox. What is he talking about? Let us know if you still use Redbox. What, what, what are we going to do with that? What are we going to do with that guy? <sighs> and in closing, as always, I'd like to say, Como se llame hermana? Lo siento, Palapinto. Good night, all my North Texans. And sweet dreams, all my fellow Angelinos. And to everyone in between, I hope you know what I mean. Because, you know, if I haven't said it, it remains to be seen. This has been another episode of the big boys podcast big boys is a podcast produced by not so funny or proud productions the team consists of co-hosts co-producers and co-editors brian hickey and john sorrels better known as john the great for more information about the duo or this show please visit us at bigboyspodspot.com or feel free to take a gander at our production page, notsofunnyorproud.com. Look us up on social media and follow us at Big Boys Podspot. New episodes drop every Thursday on every popular podcast hosting platform known to man. So please be sure to like, subscribe, vibe, describe, contrive, confide, collide, abide, preside, tell your tribe, and most importantly, do prescribe. Me and Elixir for talking at the side of my neck.